Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And I'm CJ Erickson. And today we have a very special guest who used to be my co-host, Joe Santagato. Is what an intro. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so funny because I have to shout out again this guy, Delbert. Hey, Delbert. So Delbert is from Dominica. We shouted him out last podcast, but I didn't mess it up. But CG and Gina thought it was the Dominican Republic. I thought I thought I was helping out because I thought Kate fucked it up. And so I said Dominican Republic after that. And then Delbert, then we got a, a text from Delbert that like it wasn't it wasn't that. So sorry, Delbert, you're a great champion of people. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. So Delbert's been a long-term listener of Invasion of Privacy, and he's a huge fan of Joe. And, you know, he was like, thanks for the shout out. It's Dominica, not Dominican Republic. He's like, where's Joe been? Where's Nathan been? Mm -hmm. And I was like, look, I don't think either one wants to come on the podcast. And he was like, you're going to ask them again. I need you to ask them again. Ask them again. I was like, fine. So, so, and then Joe, we were like, yeah, I'm free tomorrow. I was like, okay, maybe I'm the asshole in this. Because I was like, there's no way, you know, but here, here Joe is. No, yeah. Dude, Delbert's, Delbert's mending bridges, man. He's a, what a great kid. Yeah. He made you go after it. <laughs> he didn't yeah. even ask, it sounds like. It sounds like he fucking told you what to do. Yeah. He's awesome. He wanted me to know. I'm going to have to say that. So it's a country in the Caribbean. They have one of two boiling lakes on Earth. It's one of the two of the. So there's only two boiling lakes on Earth. They have one of them. Lots of nature, nine volcanoes, but in 2017, they were hit with the Category 5 hurricane, Hurricane Maria. It destroyed everything. They've somewhat recovered. Delbert was fine because his house is fully concrete. So Delbert knows what's up. Delbert made this happen. Uh, so thanks to Delbert. Good job, Delbert. <laughs> we love you, bro. Yeah. And, and Joe is, from what I still know of Joe, he actually really cares about his his followers. Like he's he's pretty big time now. He hates when I do this. What he do hates when I do this. He's got millions of fucking followers. It's a pretty big deal. But he still actually really cares about where he came from, his long-term fans. That I do know. So Delbert is not just a fan of ours. He's a big fan of yours, Joe. Well, he sounds like a very dedicated person. I mean, you get hit with a Category 5 hurricane, and all through that, you're still keeping up to date with the podcast. Like, <laughs> he's a good dude. Um, yeah. So, CG, I sent, I, I sent him some stuff on you, because I was like, mm. again, Joe's a big deal. Uh, he watched one of your Idiots of, the, <laughs> Idiots of the Internet videos. I'll let CG tell you what. Thanks. Yeah, it was the best thing I ever saw. I didn't know that the people were so stupid. I've never watched that before. And then how you really drill it in, how stupid they are. You're great at that. Because I couldn't do it really. Like like the Arthur Wrightus sketch, or, or the one guy wrote Arthur Wrightus because he thought that's how you spell arthritis. Yeah. And that's a real fucking thing that you got from there. And then the other one said she was benching your show. She was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, she was benching. Yeah, yeah, she was benching your show all weekend. It's binging, Kate. <laughs> binging. But no, no, it was really, oh, it was great shit. It was like five minutes long. It was fire the whole time. It was, yeah, it was great, man. I appreciate that. I haven't made one of those videos in a very long time. But, you know, back in the day, I remember that actually, that series that I was doing was probably the first one to go, like, really viral. Like, there was always just, like, a very steady, like, growth. But when I did like the first uh, video of Idiots of the Internet, I like put it on Facebook and it got shared like a bunch of times. And then I was like, all right. And that's why there's fucking like 15 of them. Cause I was like, this always works. I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Yo, I saw number eight and it was fucking fire. And, <laughs> and it's, it's a definitely a great idea. Did you get like people like, do a lot of people hate you after that? The people that you were making fun of, do you ever hear I, from them? <laughs> I, I've only heard, <laughs> from one one woman reached out to me a uh, very long time ago and i forgot what it what it was 
but apparently someone had just like misquoted her or like used her picture and then put like a fake status next next to it uh and it was like the day after i put it up and i felt bad because i forgot what it was about i think it was some like i don't know what it was but i felt bad because she was like this is really not me and all these people are hitting me up so i took the video down and cut that part out and put it back up but it's never happened like other than that time that was years ago so that lady's like the one lady's life that was ruined but besides that it's been all good ever since exactly <laughs> that's awesome all right, all right, sweet. That sucks. She might have been lying, too. I mean, that could have been her picture, and she just didn't know that she was going to get completely blasted on, on uh, you know, YouTube. Yeah, that could have been that could have been the case, too, which in that case, I mean, she fooled me, so. Yeah, I would have pulled that. Like, if it was me and then you did, I would have pulled the same thing and said, like, my picture got up there somewhere. So you got to watch out for those. I'm one of those. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, when I'm doing those videos, like, I'm obviously not trying to, like, hurt anyone's feelings or, like, make anyone too upset. If I think that someone's, like, just, they don't have a good sense of humor and I don't think I did anything, like, bad, then I I don't really care. I'll just ignore it. But if someone is, like, genu genuinely hurt by it, I'll be like, all right, dude, like, I'll cut you some slack here. But that's only, that's the only time that's ever happened with any of those types of videos. Okay, okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, you were because because they definitely deserved it. Everybody deserved it, and it was just a good scolding. So they didn't do that again. Just like learn how to spell and write stuff. <laughs> that 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 was the lesson. I took the lesson. Um, I was also telling CG not to repeat stuff, but because uh, we talked about this like years ago. But I was saying how you were gonna go to college had basically like a panic attack in your car <laughs> and said, now I'm going to fully go with creating content, posting on YouTube and Facebook. And it fully blew up for you. And that's always inspiring for me when I feel pressure to, to take the path. What is it like the path <laughs> more taken as I fuck up that quote? No, that was, that was really pretty Casey. <laughs> path more taken. <laughs> I, that's like it that was the case but it also wasn't the case like when i went to college i did a semester oh god i but during that time there would be and i also signed up for a second semester and never went so my you know my parents were like where's your gpa and i'm like i don't know it's in the mail or something i don't know <laughs> years later i told them like, yeah, i just stopped going but i would park outside and i like couldn't go inside like I was just like I don't know why I don't feel like I should be in there and that's not because I'm a bad student because my entire life I've always had like a 88 to 90 average in like all of my classes um but I just didn't feel like you know whatever I did I have lied to my mom also about applying to college because you're supposed to apply like in December or some shit and I it was like March and I didn't apply anywhere. And I told her, yeah, I sent these places and this and this. Like, I, I don't know what the hell I was even thinking at that time. Like, that was just, like, stupid. <laughs> I should have just been like, hey, I don't want to go, like, away to college or I don't want to do this. And, I'm like, it would have been fine. But I just, I don't know. I just didn't say anything. I just lied to everybody. But uh, <laughs> I, I didn't, I stopped going to class. I was just like, I don't want to do that. Um, and I didn't necessarily do that because I knew that I wanted to do YouTube or like whatever. It was a hobby that I was doing at the time, but it's not like it is now where it's a very clearly like a job that people have. And there was like a path carved out for this sort of thing. Like that didn't really exist. There were only a handful of people that were able to make, you know, a living doing social media or like whatever. Uh, and, I, and Instagram wasn't even a thing yet at the time. So, uh, yeah, so I was just like, I like doing this. I'm going to do it. I don't want to go to class. I feel like I'm wasting my time here. So I just worked at a pizzeria and was putting out these videos. And I actually, I wasn't making any money from it either, uh, like at all. Like even when the views were like doing very well, like I wasn't making any money from it because my account got flagged for something that I still to this day have no idea what it was. Um, but then I like, I turned 21 and I was like, shit, I have, like, nothing to show for this. Like, it's a good look, and I can still do it on the side, but I need a job. So I was uh, taking the summer to be like, all right, this is the last push for this, like, YouTube shit. And um, 
then I was signing up for classes to go back to school to get a job, uh, you know, to get a degree. And during that time where I was signing up, I, I got approached by, you know, a, a place where me and Kate actually ended up meeting, um, Ali Daily. And I was in a video with them because they were like, yo, we'll give you $150 if you come here and be in this video. And all I had was $150. So I was like, cool, got to double up. And uh, everything's going to be awesome. And then when I went there, they were like, hey, do you want to like work here? We're trying to like work here part time. You know, we're trying to build out the video team. And I was like, yeah, like fucking. And that was the only reason why I was able to really continue doing you know, video and social media stuff was because they offered me a job because I was going back to school. And I was going to leave it in the past, really, uh -huh. because I, I it just there was nothing coming of it. And I didn't want to, like, just chase this into the ground until I was and then put myself at like a, you know, a compromising position. So they gave me like 400 bucks a week uh, to work there. And I was super stoked on that. Uh, and then eventually, you know, the, the company grew and then I got a salary from them. Uh, you know, uh, eventually. And then I quit um, shortly after the company actually sold. The, the company sold and then I quit because I was like, I don't want to work at a desk. I'd rather just do this full time. So I saved up a good amount of money to give myself like a cushion. And then I left and then I pursued what I was doing fully uh, 100%. And thankfully, you know, that ended up working out. Yeah, I was also telling CG like how we met at Elite Daily and I was like, there was this one shoot because there was a bunch of people, I forget what video it was, but it was like a party scene in someone's house. So that, was Dave, you know, that was the CEO's house. Oh, that was yeah, house. it was his apartment. Nice fucking house. Yeah, like an apart. It was like a rich apartment in Manhattan. Yeah, right. It was yeah. like big as fuck. So, and I'm just, I'm me. So, like, I don't, you know, I'm never proper. I'm working on it, kind of. But like, I'm in this like rich person's house. We're filming, and I'm talking about like something nasty what anal or like eating ass or something probably it was something like that and then you were trying to like get i remember there was this one blonde girl there who we never ended up working with ever again <laughs> she was very buttoned up and i could tell that she was just like uncomfortable by eight and that just made it all funnier for me because i was like it's just funny that this girl is just like because for the most part everyone was pretty receptive and like we're all there to like joke around and fuck around or whatever. But this girl, I remember was just like, what the hell is this? And it just made it funnier for me. But yeah, that's how I met Kate. Uh, and then shortly after that, you know, she was on a bunch of shoots. We kept having her come back whenever we needed, uh, you know, women to be in videos or whatever. And <laughs> then she one day was just like, Hey, do you want to start a podcast? I literally had no idea what a podcast was. I was like, I don't even know what that is, but you know, uh, we ended up doing it, uh, and yeah, it was a lot of fun for years. Yeah, we had like a lot of fun guests, and then, and then, uh, yeah, we went in in different directions. But CG's been pulling me back more into. Uh, I'm still very spiritual, you know. I do healing work, mm -hmm. but I did go off the deep end. Maybe like when I when I reconnected with Siege, I had like short, crazy colored parrot looking hair. I thought I was killing it, you know what I mean? And Siege was like, uh, we get back to, to hot, kind of normal looking Kate. And I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, what? Parrot no looking hair? Yeah. It was, was rainbow. Like... it was rainbow, right? Very short and rainbow. Was it like all the, almost shaved? <laughs> yeah. like, like inch worth of hair and rainbow? <laughs> and you just shut that down. You were like, all right. That's enough. I was like, hey, what the hell is this? <laughs> I was like, hey, it's been so long. What the hell is this? Yeah, yeah, basically, basically. Um, yeah. No, it was cool. It was cool you were out there doing things. I just thought a little more um, a little more normal might, might be best. Yeah. He told me recently to stop dressing like Blossom. I didn't realize <laughs> that I had been dressing do you know who Blossom is, even Joe, or are you too young to know that TV show? Awesome. I don't know. Oh my god! See, see the girl from. Do you know Big Bang Theory? Yeah. Uh oh, see, your connection's breaking up. Sheldon's girlfriend. Sheldon's girlfriend. Yeah. Used to be. She used to be Blossom. She used to have her own show, and she was Blossom. 
and she dressed and Kate Kate up until about three weeks ago dressed like Blossom. So I you gotta see, I don't know, you gotta see there's a lot of like shawls and like kids, kids and like um hats, like weird hats with flowers in them and shit. So like we try to cut that out. We're trying to cut that out of there. That's all. It's all good. Yeah, well, Joe sometimes would remark, like, I, I would sometimes show up in an outfit and I thought I was, like, killing it, you know what I mean? And Joe would be like, what the fuck are you wearing? And I'd be like, <laughs> oh. I was like, this is, you know, this is quirky, cool, Kate. And, like, I remember you and Sammy both, you'd be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> that sweatshirt. I point out anything, any, like, outfits specifically, but I do know that, <laughs> like... <laughs> A perfect example of Kate is like when we, you know, decided to not do the podcast together anymore. She switched the artwork of the podcast to a picture of her like on a dragon with lasers shooting out of her tits or something. Mm. And I was like, that All sounds right. like Kate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like, what do you think? I was like, I think this is <laughs> what I, it, it is. I think this is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like the most insulting <laughs> when used in a certain context like when you know it's just someone wants to say something <laughs> shitty to you and instead they're just like it is what it is like, I feel like so many breakups have happened where they're just like it is what it is yeah <laughs> like mm -hmm. so uh I've heard that I, I, a lot <laughs> What were you saying, Siege? Hold on, I'm taking out the nice camera again because whenever I try to have a nice video camera, it like, my computer can't handle it. So now, okay, anyway. I just love when you walk into a place like, cause you like, you, and you're like, like cause you, <laughs> the way you walk in, it's like, oh shit. Like she knows she's bringing it. And then the craziest fucking outfit ever. I love that. It's like you get so juiced up in the crib, like in front of the mirror, like playing in your closet and stuff like that. You come out like, Kenny! yeah, that's uh, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're right. Well, I'm I'm getting back. I'm I'm figuring it out, and like, you know, it's nice when I have people like you guys in my life. I, I think like I listen to CG a lot. It's hard sometimes when he gives me an opinion I don't like. It can take a couple weeks for me to take it in, but like I do, like I've been healing and changing. And like Joe, you used to give me a lot of uh, positive critiques. I don't know if I took them in. No, I took, I took, I took like fifty percent of them in. But I'm, I'm, I'm becoming better at that. Like less stubborn, I think. Like I'm like, okay, yeah, I need to. Uh, there's some areas <laughs> I need to. Yeah, I think it's important to have people around you that are going to tell you shit that you don't want to hear or that like kind of they just kind of keep you in check you know I, I spent a lot of time talking to uh my oldest brother and my buddy Greg I think you know Greg Dybeck right he worked at Elite um and whenever I have an idea or something like I usually run it by them too and even if they think it's a good idea they have a thousand questions they have like the devil's advocate the shit out of it and some people would just get discouraged of like, I just need you to tell me that it's a good idea. Or I just need you to be like, yeah, that's fucking awesome. Or like, whatever. And, you know, I, I feel like in the beginning, there is a, like, you feel that. So it's, it's a little discouraging to hear people like, you think they're going to be amped about it. And they're just not. And they're just like, they have a bunch of questions before they go, okay, it's a good idea. You know, but now I feel like I, I'm at the point where I don't even want to bring up ideas to people that I know are just going to be like, that's a great idea. Cause it's like, I want someone to kind of tear at this and, and kind of, cause that's how it becomes like a better thing. So to have people around you that are going to be like, Hey, maybe don't have rainbow fucking hair <laughs> uh, because it looks a little crazy. Uh, maybe that's a good thing. It was hard at first, but I had kind of gone, I didn't know I had gone a bit off the deep end. Um, I was exploring certain parts of myself and spirituality. And then like uh, Siege at the time was in a mental institution. And when he was like, yo, you're too crazy. For <laughs> He's sitting uh, in a mental institution going like, yo, you look nuts. Uh, 
figure it out. <laughs> he was like embarrassed about what his friends, because he was he's like best friends with like one of the security guards, you know what I mean? Like he was friends with the people who worked there. They were all cut like I was. They were coming to let me in and all giving me judgmental looks. I'm like, how am I the one that they're <laughs> questioning my sanity? Like I was real hurt, but like, like no, you're right. You want people who aren't going to just yes you up, but also I like I've talked to CG about this. There are certain ways you can give constructive criticism too. Yeah, yeah, like of sometimes CG just like. <laughs> Like, we've been writing sketches and shit, and sometimes Siege makes me feel like I suck at comedy. Um, so, you know, there's still a balance, but I am happy that, like, you both don't just yes me up. But I think I'm finally hitting a point in my life where I can handle that. Yeah. No. And, and there's nothing wrong with, like, going out and experimenting and doing, like, you know, whatever with your life. I think that's, like, the point is to kind of fucking you fall off of a certain path or you know you do whatever and also just coloring your hair a different way isn't necessarily like falling off the wagon i mean only god knows what road you went down or like oh i'm only eating tree bark like i i could totally see you doing shit like that but like you know who's to know how far that goes but uh yeah i think you know the whole point is to kind of experiment and try new shit and sort of i guess reinvent yourself uh every so often but it's also good to have people in your life that are like, all right, I just want to reel this back a little bit and like, let's get back on a, a path so that, you know, you can kind of afford to be like, I'm going to try something new again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Now, Joe, did you feel, <laughs> did you feel any sort of way when Kate just crudely pasted my picture over yours on the Invasion of Privacy podcast emblem? Because no. It wasn't my <laughs> idea. She found some random old picture of me, put it up there before I said anything, and then kind of muscled me into saying, okay, I just need you to know that, Joe. I just need you to know that. No, I, I honestly thought it was just an efficient way of uh, of doing it. You know, instead of creating a whole new thing, it's just like. That's all it was. <laughs> no, I was like. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Let me explain that because it was not a slight to Joe at all. Like it literally is is a it's like a bumpin. I don't know if we say bumpin still, but it was like a bumpin logo. Um, no, we don't say bumpin still, but continue. <laughs> we we understand. Yeah, it was like I like it, and it was easy to take. You know what I mean? But like it's because and I and I did do other ones that I sent to you. CG, you thought they looked terrible. Um, you were like, no, no. So I was, I like, was like, wait, can we just crudely paste my photo over the other guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't ask for me to do that. But I just didn't think, why would Joe give a shit? First of all, it was Joe's decision years ago, not meanly, kind of Joe's decision, but it was like, you know, he, he started other podcasts. He's got his whole fucking CEO of Santagato Enterprises. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, mm. he's got a whole thing. So preach sister. Yeah, I'm like, he doesn't, he doesn't care. Like, I want to still be friends with Joe. Like, I'm glad Delbert stepped in. Oh, I also want to apologize to Joe. I'm sorry I unfollowed you on Instagram a couple years ago, but okay. then you did unfollow me back. I would like us both to follow each other again if you're, if you're willing to agree. Never going to happen. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Yes. <laughs> I was on you can't, you can't ask stuff like that on the air, Kate. You have to answer like that. It's too needy. It's too needy. No. Well, let me explain why. Because I, I was being fucked up because I was in a really dark place and I felt like no one was understanding my plight. And I was just like, I unfollowed thousands of people and then I really regretted unfollowing Joe because he unfollowed me. And I was like, no! So, Retribution. Okay. I've also been through that, too. Like, I unfollowed every single person that I followed at one point. Like, I literally was following nobody because I just didn't want to, you know, spend so much time. I, I, like, I still feel that way sometimes where I go through it where I'm like, I spend so much time looking at shit that I just don't care about. These people I haven't seen since high school that I barely talked to even when I was there, like, I'm fucking looking through their Instagram stories, like, what the, I don't care. Like, what am I looking at, you know? 
So, you know, sometimes it gets to you and you're like, fuck, and you do the extreme shit. I, at one point, bought a, a flip phone so that whenever I left my house, I would only have that so that I wouldn't be fucking spending so much time, like, doing whatever when I was out with, like, friends at a bar or, like, whatever. It's like, I don't need to be on my phone right now. I'm with people that I would be, like, these are the people that I text. I'm with them. Like, what the fuck am I on my phone for, you know? Mm-hmm. So I went through a, a little experiment with that as well. So I understand. Like, you okay. go through these points where you're like, I'm just going to fucking unfollow everyone, fuck everyone. Uh, but, yeah. Yo, right. look, I, I just got on Facebook. I just, Well, you know, after a while, after like a decade or so, I just got on Facebook. And like some weird shit's going down. Like I got a, I got a friend request this morning that was just a bit a bare ass. And like that shit wasn't happening 10 years ago. Like I don't know what to do. I want to have friends. I want to be friendly, accept all the friend requests. But it's just a naked ass and no mutual friends. I'm like, how did this person get my shit in the first place? Like we don't have one mutual friend that you, you should send this naked ass to. And then, you know, I got somebody today that I, I you know, I accepted from Miami, Florida or something. But then they started talking to me on the on the messenger. And I was like, instead of like saying anything back, I was like, unfriend. Like I, I, I unfriended real quick. And then I saw somehow he still wrote something, just two question marks. Like he was hurt. And I was like, and then I felt bad. I was like, do I know this person? Should I have asked? Should I? There's like an etiquette I don't get yet. So I'm just trying to be a, a good guy. Just trying to have lots of friends from all over the globe. But I don't the, the bare ass like the, just the bare ass in your profile is like that's a it's a danger signal. It's a it's a red flag kind of to me. That's a giant red flag. Yeah, I probably, <laughs> so that's one you probably deny easily without even <laughs> But I think a lot of people take it personally. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions. Same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The unfollowing and following thing, like, I, I don't really tend to pay too much attention to that or really take offense to it either especially if it's someone like if it's someone that i'm actual friends with and we get into an argument and they unfollow me on social media then like okay that means something but if it's someone that like they unfollowed me and i haven't spoken to them in six years (laughs) why am i going to get bent out of shape by this like our lives are the same now like this there is no reason for you to be following you know what i mean like Mm. Unless it's charged with some sort of, like, whatever or, you know, and, and especially, like, now. I'm sure it's happened. I just don't, like, fucking really pay attention. But in this political climate, if you post something and people just don't agree with it and feel like I'm unfollowing this person, like, I'm not going to get bent out of shape. Like, I get it. Like, you don't want to look fine. That's fine. But, like, you know, to me, I, I feel like especially, like, on social media, I mean, it for like, it's a job for me. So I'm thinking of it as, like, you know, if you're a comedian standing on stage and someone's not laughing, you don't like question them. Like, yo, why are you not laughing? You just keep going. Like, there's other people laughing. There's other people following you. If someone doesn't want to be a part of that, then like, fine. Like, that's the whole point. Like, I just need to be better up here to make this person laugh. So if you don't want to follow me, then like, whatever I'm posting or talking about isn't interesting to you, then you shouldn't. Fine. Just makes sense. I can't get that's what by every follow. That's why I couldn't be a comedian because I would like I'd fixate on whoever that person was, and I'd be like, "Yo, bro!" I'm like, "Yo, bro!" You know, like I couldn't. I don't think I'd be able to leave him alone. You know, why are you not? Everybody else thinks this shit is funny, homie. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It might hurt me. Right. You're I don't trying. Think I could do it. You know, you are. You already said you're probably going to. I guarantee CG's going to be doing stand up. I guarantee it. You can say you're not, but I guarantee it's like. 
Joe should be doing stand up too. Um, do you, do you not do stand up, Joe? No, I don't. See, see, because I'm always thinking in my head: if you're a comedian, you started doing stand up, but you just did it all social media. Yeah, I, I mean, and I honestly, for it was actually funny because uh, Tim Dillon, who is a he's like now a very famous comedian, but I I worked with him at Elite Daily um, a bunch of times uh, also. Uh, and he's hilarious. He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast, whatever, but he was the one who kind of told me because I was, I remember having a conversation with him and this was probably in like 2014 and he, and I was saying, I was like, yeah, I feel like, you know, a natural step is, you know, while I'm doing the YouTube thing that, you know, you do stand up as well and kind of get better at that as a skill. And he was actually the one who told me, he's like, why the fuck would you do that? He's like, everyone who's doing stand-up right now is doing stand-up to get to the point where you're at. Like, you skipped a bunch of steps. There's no reason to go back. It's like, it's miserable. Don't do it. Like, that's what he was telling me. So I was like, all right, well, like, I'm just going to stick to, like, you know, this thing. I also had the vision in my mind of, to me, stand-up is just a, a, a separate skill. Like, it's a genre of comedy that is, like, it requires a skill. And... Yeah, uh, it's not 100% necessary, especially for the route that I chose to take. So I always thought of it as being like, okay, like how people think of they're successful and they're established, but I'm going to go back and get my, I'm going to go back to school, and get my degree. Like, it, it's kind of like that for me, where it's like, I still want to have that skill because I appreciate like the art form of comedy and stand up comedy. So I think that, you know, at, at some point, I would love to, you know, do that, but it, it wasn't, at that, I wasn't like successful enough at the point where I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, it, it wasn't going to be something that would propel me further, in my opinion, at the time. I so just I, want you to do stand up, Joe, so I can buy a ticket and boo you. <laughs> that would not What a dick. Crazy. He wouldn't know I'm there and he tells him, I'm like, boo! And I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> are, there, are there bouncers there? Can you get, can you get somebody <laughs> bounced? I would yeah, love yeah. to get. I would do a show just to get Kate bounced, just yeah. to see some bouncers toss her. To be quite honest with you, I think I'm actually going to arrange for that. I'm not even going to have much of a set written. See, you could be Joe's bouncer. That could be your. Uh... <laughs> I'll just be bouncing you. Everybody else will be laughing. I'll just be bouncing you. Good luck. I'm strong. Um, yeah, no, I think stand up's like a different like skill set too because I don't think like. I'm not a mo I'm not a monologue guy. Like I just like I like to play off other people and what they say and things like that. And it's just a different form of like being funny. I think so. Yeah. I think just just standing there trying to be funny. I think that's hard as shit. So yeah. um, thanks, guys. Writing writing jokes is is uh, very difficult and also like just working on the delivery of it all the time. But also what you're saying, I think there's a lot of comedians that make their living off of being that way. You know what I mean? One like example uh, is Andrew Schultz. Now, Andrew Schultz is like a great comedian. He's funny regardless. I think his written jokes are good too. But I think that what propelled him into like the stardom that he has <coughs> that he has now was his crowd work. So it wasn't anything that he had written. It was just feeding off of the reactions of people in the crowd. He's very good at that. And he made an entire stand-up special just on crowd work and released it on YouTube for free. So just highlighting the things that you're like great at. You know, he stood out um, as far as crowd work goes just because he's better at that. Like some comedians, are, they don't even pay attention to the crowd, really. It's, I'm just going to write jokes, I'm going to do my act, and I'm going to get the fuck off stage. Um, but I think that there was a point where it was like, this is more important. This is what's getting me, you know, ahead is kind of highlighting this back and forth with the crowd. So he did. He made a whole special that was just crowd work. And then working out for him. So if that's where you feel comfortable, that's definitely something you could do while also doing stand-up comedy. Like, how long is it? How long is this thing that's just crowd work? He just pieced together, like, a bunch of different shows. And I think it's an hour. Okay. Thanks. I'll send you the link, Siege, if you want to see it. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, we're actually having Akash, one of his best friends. They have a podcast, him and Schultz, together. We're having Akash and my friend Anderson on next time. So. Nice. You'll get to know more about. Because uh, you remember Akash. He came on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, let's talk real quick. So I put out uh, a short video 
and then took it down and then put it back up because I'm still caring too much, I guess, about I got booed on TikTok for a video and I took it down and then CG told me to put it back up. Booed? A girl commented. She wrote boo on my on my video and I took it down and then said it. You took it down for that. I can't believe this shit. Well, yeah, because honestly, I got there was an elite daily video I did where they just called me in. I don't even think I knew this topic beforehand. I'm going to blame all this on Joe, even though it's not his fault. But they were like, all right, now we're talking about Molly. I had never even heard about the drug Molly. Okay. No idea. So I'm like, what's Molly? They're like, it's the purest form of ecstasy. So to me, that sounded more dangerous than ecstasy. But the truth is, according to many people who had to educate me after this video, it's cleaner than ecstasy. But then they're like, okay, this is what this is what Molly is. Kate, go tell us your opinions. And I'm just because I've got like five funny ass dudes filming you know, so I'm just like, if you're on Molly, you're fucked up. Like, you need therapy and like all the. And there were so many comments after that video was posted of people being like, that girl's wrong. She's a bitch. Like, MDNA cured my post traumatic stress disorder. Who the fuck? Uh, girl? I, I uh, didn't even have that. Show. Like, I don't care. You want to do Molly, do Molly. But in that moment, I was like, yeah, you fuck Molly. Like, I, I was just hyped up and like making people laugh. Meanwhile, it was like real scary to have all these people being like, you suck. Um, so I'm a little traumatized. So when I posted this bachelorette party video and got booed, I took it down. But anyway, I just want to get y'all's opinion. So in this video, I basically, I, I, I'm not a fan of bachelorette parties. I'm not a fan of bachelor parties either, but I don't get invited to bachelor parties. So my video saying like bachelorette. We invited we invited you to mine to work, but you declined. <laughs> Sorry, stupid. Go ahead. <laughs> so dumb. calling me a stripper too. Sorry, sorry. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with stripping. Anyway, but like now you made me lose my whole train of thought. Anyway, okay, bachelorette parties. My thing with them is that they're corny, in my opinion. I know some people might hear this and disagree with me. Maybe you can make the most lit bachelorette party and I'm wrong. But most bachelorette parties, it's like it's like that veil and they're like trying to get crazy, but like nothing's that crazy. Like a real bachelor party, which I think they're scummy, don't get me wrong. But there's some mm. shit that goes on at the you know what I mean? And I say in the video, I'm like, strippers are popping cherries out of their vaginas and like you know what i mean like there there's some crazy shit that goes down i don't belong there but bachelorette parties they're like oh we're drinking out of penis straws yeah like it's like that's not it's not wild i don't want to come to that i'll come to a co-ed bachelor bachelorette party that's lit as fuck and like people are having fun but i'm not trying to go to a bachelorette party where you know I think it would be funny to go to a party where, like, it's all dudes, but, like, the dude ran out of regular straws and all they had was the penis straws from his from his wife's uh, bachelorette party. And then everybody, all the dudes just had the dick straws. Uh, sorry, I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so you were basically saying that, like, bachelorette parties are way more tame than a bachelor party. Yeah, and just, like, I don't want to go to it. It's like, there's just, there's, like, you know they're like yeah like but it's like a normal night out like it's just so like it's not my energy like i'm like i mean in my experience uh with seeing with like hearing about certain bachelorette parties they were not anything crazy it was just kind of like a regular night out but you're kind of dressed up a different way um, which I mean, that's just sometimes that's just people's prerogative. <laughs> I guess they, you know, they try to have higher energy because, you know, someone's getting married or whatever. But yeah, and also in my experience with bachelor parties, those are just ridiculous. See, I just think men are like basically savages. Like a guy who's about to get married, he he does want to like do filthy, filthy shit like the day before he's married just to get it get it in. That's like I can't do filthy. I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just men are savages. It's terrible. So I think they just want to get the filthy, filthy stuff out of their system. And then when women, I don't think they want to get banged like 
before their wedding. I don't think they're really into that. So so it kind of seems like they're just doing it, you know, almost to get back at the dude for doing doing his. So it's always a little bit. I do think there's a girl who goes to the bachelorette party, the one who's not getting married, who wants to get it. She's like trying to get fucked. Yeah, she's like, and she's like, "Yo, we're gonna everyone shut the fuck up." (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? At the last party I went to, it was in Miami, and uh, after just a ridiculous weekend, um, our flight was at like seven a.m. And I got back at like four and then immediately packed my bag and we left. And I basically died on the plane. But the bachelor was by himself. We left him because <laughs> he wouldn't wake up. He wouldn't wake up like not like unresponsive, but he just like refused to get up. And, and, and we didn't want to miss our flight, but he was like cool with it, I guess. And we're like, fuck you. So we well, <laughs> and he was there by himself. That's awesome. It was hilarious. He woke up like Kevin McAllister. Like family was gone, and he was just looking around, like the fuck is going on. It's hilarious. Was it his wedding day? Was that his wedding day? No, oh, that he no, missed no, his plane. No. Okay, okay. That I was just issue. Why would you even be getting married if you want to like fuck other chicks? Like to me, that like if I would never marry a dude who needs a night like that before we get married to like. I don't actually think that it's like I need to fuck someone or whatever. It's more so, I mean, we're also just kind of programmed into thinking like this is how you celebrate going into a marriage or whatever. So it's like, let's just like go crazy. And that just like is pretty much the catalyst in all of this. I don't necessarily think it's like, oh man, I got to have sex with somebody. It's just kind of like, let's just fucking be idiot. You know what I think it is? I think a lot of guys when they're, in their early 20s they have a lot of trips like this and then you don't do it because you're getting your life together and you're in a relationship and shit so this is like basically a reunion of your 21 year old self where you're like remember we went to miami and we did all the <laughs> we did cocaine and like all this shit it's yeah. kind of like it's an excuse for all the wives to be like okay yeah i know you have to go to the bachelor party so everyone can be there so that's probably why it has this heightened like oh we're all together that's kind of true cool. You can be the disgusting, filthy person you were when you were in college yeah. just for one night. And your friends are allowed to. And then you only get like five or ten of those because you only get like five or ten bachelor parties usually. I don't know. Maybe you get more than that. I don't know. What do you mean? That you, that you attend? No, no, with like your, yeah, that you attend with like your close friends who are getting married, basically, who you stood, you know, stayed in touch with. I don't know anybody who's going to like 20 or more. Maybe there are people like that. I think I've but been I mean, four so far. Did they, I haven't been to one. You've never been to one, Siege? I've been to parties that I hosted that were just as sloppy, but yeah. never like an act, just kidding. Never like an actual bachelor's party. Bachelor party. Yeah. I've been to bachelor parties that were just basically like, you know, a, like a bar crawl also. Like those are just like a regular, basically a regular night out, someone who's just not interested in being like, Go, like getting on a plane, going somewhere, and like doing like a having an itinerary of shit to do. Uh, but I've been to other ones where it's like, yeah, we're going to Miami or we're going to fucking uh, Texas or something, and we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do, and every night, every second, we're fucking drinking or whatever, you know. Yeah, I think the main problem with like bachelorette parties is like male strippers. If they have no one, no one wants a male stripper. No one does. Maybe get women don't men don't women don't. I feel like gay men might want a male stripper, but that's like the only. Have you ever been to to a, a male strip club, Kate? No. Well, that ruins that. Then I was gonna ask because whenever I picture like what it would be like, I would I picture like it's all gay dudes in the audience because I feel like women don't actually like sex that much. Like they're not, you know what I mean? Like as much as as much as men do. Okay, no, because, okay. Kate, Kate, hold on. If women did like sex... I know. Hold on, hold on. If women did like sex as much as men, there'd be just as many Chippendales as other strip clubs. And there there are not. That's, that's... Did I do it right? Okay, look. What is the sound you made? 
I think that it's it's just like because I, whenever like whenever I've been in strip clubs, there's been like there pretty much every single time I've been to a strip club, there's been at, like a group of girls there with no guys who are there like to see girls. Like I think just and maybe this is my bias, but uh, I think that like a naked woman is just more attractive than like a naked man because like to, to anyone, but like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, like, I don't know. I, I think no, that, definitely. Might, that might be why. I've seen the same thing. There are chicks at the regular strip club because naked women are just a lot more attracted than the naked men. That's that's basically, I see it the same way. You've said that to me before, CG, and, like, whatever. I disagree because I, I think naked women are beautiful. I'm straight, um, so I like dick, you know? But, like... And and the God. whole and the whole thing, like the whole male thing. But but I like sex just as much as both of y'all like sex. You can mm. both of you cannot. I'm just as sexually charged as both of you. And yet, well, hold on, hold on. Any strippers up on me? So I think it's something different because CG, you're gonna look at me right now and tell me you like sex more than I do. Well, this is how I think we should test. I mean, who comes Joe. first? Joe, you think? Joe. I think whoever comes faster likes sex better. And <laughs> I always win that. So I think men always win that. Hands down. I win. That's not fair. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a point. You can, there's not really a better way to gauge it, I don't think. <laughs> Okay, who here always initiates that friskiness? And here we go. <laughs> it's. I'm just saying, I think my sex drive is just as much as a typical dude's sex drive. No, you do have the sex drive of a young Michael Douglas. <laughs> but, you know, besides that, besides that, I mean, most girls, I'm saying, most girls, most females. But what I'm saying is, I have a high sex drive. There's no desire... For, for women strippers or male strippers for me, I want the connection. Do you know what I mean? Like if there's no connection with that person, like the whole mind, body, spirit thing, my my, my vagina ain't ain't moving for it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like when, like I'm not like when I go to a strip club, I'm not over there like trying to get hard. Like it's not yeah, you know, it's not true. like a sexual experience of being like I'm trying to come in here and like really get horny. Like it's just it's just like the fucking ridiculousness of it all. Like there's a bunch of like girls with their tits out and they're shaking their ass and you're like, this is fire. Like I'm gonna get a lap dance, I'm gonna have some wings and I'm gonna go home. Yeah, and you're not supposed to like sit there with a full heart on, you're not. <laughs> you probably get kicked and, out like, for that. Yeah. So it's not really like I have to go here and I'm like super into it or like when I'm I'm in the mood, I'm horny, we're going to the strip club. Like I never. I'm not going to the strip club if I'm actually like trying to fuck. That's true. I then you're calling you're calling whoever is a sure thing. <laughs> That's the difference. I mean, I'm trying not to be offended by the male perspective here, but like, oh no, like maybe maybe they're just and 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 Nathan used to say this to me all the time that as revved up as I am as a female, I'm still not a dude. I still can't understand what it's like to be a dude. Um, so maybe that's what what's going on here. It just in my brain. I'm just like, man, like maybe I have been to two strip clubs, both with boyfriends that I was with. And I, and I tried to go in with an open mind, like this could be hot. And both times I got sad so fast, like mm. looking at the girls and I'm like, mm. yeah, but like, I think, I think that's just because it, like, that's a you thing, obviously, but like, you're just like overthinking it. And that's, and like, clearly, I mean, you're talking about like, I don't get like sexually aroused if I don't have connection with it's like yeah neither do we like it's just a, like it's a stripper it's a it's a entertainment you know what i mean it's not like you know every movie you go see it's like if it's gonna move me it has to move like i'm not we're just watching the Grinch <laughs> christmas like it's just fun it's entertainment you know what i mean so it's it's not necessarily about you know these things that you're that you're saying it's just like 
something you do for fun, I guess. Not okay. every day. The Grinch that stole Christmas does move me. So you're I bet it that. does. <laughs> it does. I bet it the does. The Grinch that stole Christmas is one of the best movies. So that does move me. Um, second of all, I don't know, like... Like, Siege, I'm sorry, if you went to a strip club and I knew there was titties coming in your face, I'd be so pissed. I think that's cheating. That, like, that, leads, me, that leads me to a question, Kate, because okay. about the women and the men again. I feel like men, if they got, like, strange titties shaking next to their head, in general, men like that. Men enjoy that. And they're just some strange titties shaking next to their head. Titties? Okay. But, but do women like... If there's just some strange penis shaking next to their head, from, like a male stripper, they do not. No, they do not. You already Sorry, know. It's a question for you. So, I mean, how how is it possible that, like, we both, no, we both like sex just as much? I don't think so. I think men are savages and women, like, they do it when they have to. What? No. I, I honestly don't think it has anything to do with, like, your sex, your sex drive or any of that. I think that, for the most part, women are kind of socialized into thinking like I need to be a lady I need to be classy so a lot of them are not even if they were attracted to this stripper dude with his dick out and like that's a dope dick and that's a dope looking dude <laughs> but I can't just act like crazy and let him put it on my shoulder so I'm not going to do that I'm not into that that goes against my morals and the whatever with guys, there's a double standard, obviously, where no one gives a shit what the hell we do. Like, people already assume if you go to a strip club that you're fucking fully hard and, like, putting your ass in a stripper's face or whatever, which isn't always the case. But, uh, you know, that's what I think it is. I think, I think that, you know, women are just kind of socializing to thinking, like, I can't act like a savage right now because that's not how, that's not attractive or whatever. And men don't really have to deal with a lot of societal repercussions for being like for sleeping with a bunch of women or for you know anything being a sexual deviant like no one cares okay so joe you do think she wants that dick on the shoulder she just isn't allowed <laughs> i think in an alternate universe where she where there would be no sort of like uh judgment or whatever brought on her then her then you wouldn't have to build up these morals of being like that goes against my whatever. So I think maybe, uh, yeah. I, I, in I, that I, world, do a sex drive. In that world, they'd have a dick on each shoulder. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I can picture that. I can picture I don't that. Think I'm the typical like I. I don't think I've been very structured. Like I don't think I'm very concerned. I put out a rap video called Labia Game for crying out loud. Like mm. I. I'm not very worried about what society's gonna think of me. My sex drive's very high. I've been dry humping CG since middle school, okay? Yes, she has. Yeah, so like, but I, st I still, I personally, yeah, I don't want a stranger, a strange dick flopping near my cheek. That's nasty. I prefer- well, Wait, wait, how do you know? Strange titties. I prefer a woman's titties in my face than a, than a dick because that's all sorts of unsanitary but like um i want to do an experiment where <laughs> you sit and like you just get a hundred different dicks laid on your shoulder and are you grossed out by everyone or do they each have their own personality you like some of them you don't like other ones and you, you know you pick and choose i want to do that so if we can get that set up that'd be fantastic. yeah my, mine would be one of them I was celibate for like five years for a reason. Like most people's stuff I don't want near my cheek. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I believe I've not been spiritual this whole podcast, basically. But even though you can never not be spiritual because we're spiritual beings having a human experience. No, however, however, I believe when you're doing stuff with someone, you're like intermingling even your your spiritual body. So like you you get a hundred strange dicks flapping by your cheek. You're getting slapped with like hundreds a lot. <laughs> no, in my no no no. In my scenario, it was just laid gently on your shoulder. It's just and then next next and and then it's laid gently on your shoulder. It wasn't a shaking scenario or a slapping on the cheek type thing. It was more gentle. It was more like auditions, like little auditions. And then to see if everyone was just as gross as you think. 
Because I feel like there'd be a handful in there that you said, I don't really mind this right now. See, you said that you're not even into like the strip club stuff and all that stuff. No, I'm not into it at all. I, don't I, like I, it. I feel like I feel like at the strip club, I have to constantly I'm trying to drink and just chill, talk with my friends. And then I constantly have to pay this girl to leave me alone. The one who comes and taps on your shoulder every few minutes. I'm like, God damn it. Like, I'm not used to it. I'm used to a regular bar. And so half my beer money is going in that girl's thong or whatever so that she can leave me alone so I can, like, get back to my friends. I, I, uh, I'm not really, like, a big strip club guy either. Like, I, I know that when we're going, like, I wouldn't go if it's, like, me and two of my friends. I'm like, let's just go to a strip club. And I'm like, no, like, no. Like, it has to be, like, an event or, like, a crazy night that, like, ended up there or, like, whatever. Like, it's never something I'm, like, going out of my way to do or, you know, anything. Um, but I don't know. It, it really, it really, it also really depends where you go. Because if you go to a place where it's, like, if you go to some place in the city, like a super nice strip club, and a stripper comes up to you and just, like, asks you for a dance, you can just be like, no, nah, I'm good. And they're like, all right. And they just go to the next, you know person or whatever but some of the less like strip clubs where they're not bringing a whole lot a lot of money they're a little more persistent and you're just like okay i don't i just want to sit here and enjoy and just watch and just be in this atmosphere right now but i don't want to be bothered you know with that but uh yeah I'm, I'm not like a huge strip club person either but yeah in philly the only the reason you go well i mean around where i'm from the reason you go to the strip club is because the bars close at two and the strip club might be the only place open after hours. That's like why I've been to half the times I went, just like the party goes on, this filthy ass place is where we have to go. And it's not one of those ones where they make money, Joe. It's not one of those kind. Uh, it's definitely um, it's definitely a filthy, filthy place. Nah. But uh, it's, yeah, yeah. So that's th those are the ones I I've been to, basically. I've been to a really nice one one time. And I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is dignified. You know, it was like, it was different in like Center City. Classic. And, uh, it was, yeah, yeah. And the girls like were all in shape. Like, like they all had workout plans and shit. Like, I feel like, dude, I feel like they made them like, made them like work out and stuff. I feel like they had like job responsibilities and shit like that. They didn't just show up and like sh shoot up and show up. And it wasn't that, you know, it was like they were. They, they took care of themselves. Oh, we knew this one girl, too, was a strip. She, like, just became a stripper. She was really excited about it. She was, like, 19. This was when I was, like, 20 or something like that. And she was she came over, and she smoked with me and my girlfriend. And then we were talking, and she was like, my, my vagina hurts from, like, rubbing it on people's knees. Like, for the last dance <laughs> shit. Like, like, grinding it on people. And Kara was like, I don't think you're supposed to, like, touch it to anything. <laughs> And so to this day, I'm not really sure whether you're supposed to do that or not. I know that story just kind of traumatized me when she said it's a lot of I mean, it's a lot of friction. <laughs> yeah. Bruised up pussies. Um, and by the way, I just want to say before we wrap this up, I'm not anti strippers because I don't want you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be judgmental. It's just not for me. Um. Also, real quick before we wrap up, Joe. Yeah, I I like strippers too. I want to put that in there too. I PG, as, you're pe nasty. as people, as people. Jesus, Kate. <sighs> Joe, have you still never smoked weed? Uh, no, I have. <gasps> How was it? It was good. I mean, I and like, I don't know. I I was in um Portland, Maine for my cousin's birthday. We went there and we went to a national park. And then just also just kind of hung out in Portland, but we stopped in Boston on the way up at a dispensary. But it wasn't like a, you know, this big event, <laughs> like smoking okay. weed or whatever. But yeah, no, I mean, it's fine. I, I always kind of treated it that way too. Like I never was like super like, oh, I can't do this or anti, like whatever. The opportunity just never really arose for me, uh, like growing up. But yeah, I was like, fuck it. What? We're here. We're in the woods. We're sitting outside. Fuck it. Good for you. I'm glad you finally. <laughs> that was always wild to me that like you had never even tried it. It's like, wow. Yeah. Um, all right. So Joe, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Instagram uh, at Joe Santagato. And 
Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything is funneled into my Instagram, so that's where I would send people. Okay, so go check them out on Instagram. Siege, where can people find you? As long as they don't have pictures of their bare ass. <laughs> CG Erickson, Facebook.com. I will, um, I mean, Facebook. Listen, I will consider if it's just a picture of your bare ass, because I'm not going to be as, I decided after this podcast, I'm not going to be as uh, prejudiced against people's pro profile pictures so just send me a friend request we'll be friends you okay, back to you scummy i hate when you <laughs> listen you you opened my eyes okay good job i'm gonna be so jealous if you have friends with like bare asses just okay listen i just want to know where we can get a healing okay that's what i'm waiting for <laughs> you're such a dick <laughs> um guys you can follow me on TikTok, Kate Fanch on Wolf, because one of my videos right now is getting some heat. I feel like I know Woo! what it's, I feel like I know it's a little bit what it's like to be Joe Santagato for a quick sec. Mm -hmm. uh, so go to TikTok, Kate Fanch on Wolf, Twitter at the Kate Wolf, if you would like a healing, kwolf27 at gmail.com. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye, y'all.